welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Guys and gals, welcome back into another episode of the Next in Line podcast. Very excited to have you here with us and very excited to share an awesome and inspiring conversation with the one and only Corey Mitchell here in just a moment with y'all. But before we get into that, guys, I want to make sure we take care of the housekeeping. If you receive value from this episode of the podcast or any other episode, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals. That's going to be the number one way that we grow uh, and we're able to reach more people and help more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you find yourself on social media wise, and just help us get the word out there, guys. We greatly appreciate it. Another way you can help us is by leaving a rating, review, comment, like, subscribing, whatever on the platform you find yourself listening on, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, or any other other podcast apps that we utilize. Additionally, guys, you can check us out on social media and actually keep up with the Habanero 100. We are a week away, and we will have live updates streaming on either Facebook or Instagram, probably Facebook. Um, during that race, uh, no matter how long it takes to complete those 100 miles, um, as long as we get it done within the 30-hour time limit. So, guys, if you are interested in keeping up with that, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. That's at Next in Line Development on all of those platforms. And like I mentioned, guys, my guest today is Corey Mitchell. Uh, he's an awesome guy. He gets into several conversations from faith family, ultra running, personal development, and of course, the awesome organization he's a part of, Legacy Farmstead. And guys, he has done something amazing. We talk in this podcast about uh, potentially running together, him being out at Habanero to support me in my run, but he's decided to take on his own fundraising event for Legacy Farmstead. He is running the race as well. He is taking pledges of donations per mile completed. Um, I myself am putting in a dollar per mile for him uh, to help them reach their goal, to help add on facilities at the farmstead, and to be able to have a bigger impact and bigger outreach opportunities for them um, to be a little bit more versatile in how they approach their guests out there. Uh, if you keep listening, we'll go into Legacy Farmstead, what it is, and all the people, the great people that they service out there. But guys, without any further ado, let's get into this conversation with Corey Mitchell. Y'all, I'm here with Corey Mitchell. We just finished up a 10-mile run. It was a an awesome run. We got to know each other really well. It's actually the first time getting to to really meet in person, yeah. Um, kick back and forth on social media. Been having some issues with the technology here, so thank you so much for. <laughs> <laughs> no, we learning. We're always learning. Absolutely, part of it. It is, and man, I where we were in the conversation, um, and just kind of diving back into that, man. I we had some great talk. Always wish we could have clicked record yeah, while yeah, we're out yeah, there running, yeah. but brother, I I think a good place to start because you've got just such a such an awesome, powerful story and a perspective on that story uh, that. That not a lot of people take the time to really realize what their own their own situation, their own story. So, man, do you mind just rolling through kind of your upbringing, your childhood, kind of the path that led you to ending up here in Bernie, Northwest San Antonio area? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so, you know, just to fast forward, you know, I was uh, born and raised in New Mexico, came to uh, Rogers, Texas when I was 16. Honestly, probably the most pivotal time in my life. You know, I'd I needed to be around my dad. I needed to be around a hard-working man um, to really show me what it was going to take, man. My dad, my dad's the hardest worker I know, you know, sure. and I, and that is one thing that you can always beat your chest on is how hard you work. You know, that is just nothing nobody can take from you. Absolutely. So 
I learned some valuable things, um, which led me to a, a, f a pretty successful career, I'd say, um, doing what I loved. I really loved welding. I really, it just, it took a lot of time. Um, I loved it so much that I just committed 80, 90 hours a week. I spent, there was one year I spent a Thanksgiving away from my wife and you know, that was, that was a pretty rough one. So, <clears throat> you know, in, in growing in, in our, my professional setting, um, there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of fluid, you know, that was a big word that we, that came up a lot whenever we were running was fluid. Um, you know, we, I just never know. I just, I was so sporadic at the time, you know, I was in South Carolina, I was in Mississippi, I was, you know, I was just everywhere. Um, and I would do anything for anybody I worked for above anybody else. That was a problem. I didn't realize it at the time, but it's easy for me to say now than then. So anyways, you know, I learned <laughs> a lot of those valuable, those valuable things. And, you know, eventually it led to, uh, I'd, I'd say just a big case of burnout, but burnout from running the rat race. I'm just, I'm not built for the rat race, man. I'm just, you know, I've come to the understanding that there's people that have to serve those roles. You know, there's, how, what, 7 billion of us. There's people that have to. Sure. They have to fill those shoes, man. There's, it takes all kinds of kinds to, to make this world go round. Yeah. Right? And I'm not speaking negatively at it. I just feel like I was given a different set of tools than other people. Not from an ego standpoint. I was just, the Lord blessed me with wisdom beyond my years. Sure. And uh, an ability to be able to express that to, I'm not going to say anybody on any level, but I, that I have I've found very few people I cannot relate to because I'm so open. Because, again, that conversation we had while we were running is when you're laying open on that table for everybody to see you, you know, your guts, your insides, everything. And people are able to see you in raw form and take apart from that and learn from it. It's powerful. And there's people that are built for that. The Lord built people like that to teach other people. And to me, that's that's really amazing. And, and like you said, it was it was really re easy to relate to you during that run and while we were out there because it was it was it was like we were kind of old friends for a long time. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't no, yeah. there wasn't anything like we were it, catching up. Yeah, we just hit the ground running yeah, in our conversation literally. and everything. And <laughs> man, it was yeah. it was great. Uh, I and it's cool that you're able to to come from almost that place of vulnerability, if you will, with people because whenever whenever people see individuals like you getting control of their life and making the decisions that you've made and making the realizations that you've made it's really easy to to put those people on a pedestal right so i it'd be really easy for some people to look at you and say wow this guy's got everything together this guy knows exactly and where he needs to be let me tell you i do not do not have it all together and well while it would have appear that way you <laughs> that that's a perfect example of it right there you you put it down that that hey, I'm I'm here. I'm open to to questions. Any anything I can do to help other people, advice, whatever it is. And to me, that's so awesome that you're just transparent. Um, it, it it's going to help other people learn, and that's something you're really passionate about. It seems like is is just helping push people forward and and in a positive direction. One. So from that, so you worked within a kind of entrepreneurship 
situation, uh, but you also did some things with entrepreneurship um, as you moved through into your, I, I guess, early 20s is when you really started diving into it. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With so, sticks I mean, and stones and that was, so that was December of 2020. Um, that really was the final push. Um, it, it was just a storm brewing, man. I was just, mm -hmm. I have no ill will to anybody involved in me leaving the company that I was at. I love all the guys there. Um, it was just time for me to move on in my journey, man. You know, it's just the way it, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, you know? It's so, yep. so from that point, yeah, we, we started sticks and stones. It was, it was more of a, a family endeavor at the beginning. And you know, that was, was another, a bit of a hang up along the way, but you know, we'll just fast forward past that. But you know, it's, you know, through the biggest reason for me for starting and we touched on this too, we, we man, we've, we're going to circle back a lot. So this will oh, be an easy sure. conversation to have. Sure. So you mentioned doing everything for everyone else, except for it seemed like you, you and your family and, and the, maybe what was more important, the, the people that were more important in your life, uh, in your life than the job. But it felt like you were committing so much to that job mm -hmm. and so much to yep. that area of your life. Um, one thing, whenever I had the realization was the only sense of fulfillment I was getting was from going to work and being mm -hmm. a good boss and yeah. being a good employee. Yeah. And is that something you, man, you it, as well? that resonates so well. And you know, that's honestly, you know, as a, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about of our inner workings of a human, you know, and mm -hmm. as a man, we really pride ourselves on that's how we provide, you know, and, yes. and when you unpack really truthfully what it looks like to provide, it doesn't involve looking forward to Fridays and dreading Mondays. It doesn't involve that. And, you know, I try and say that the most respectful way I can because not everybody is blessed. And I say blessed because I'm beyond blessed to be in the position that I am. You know, I say that respectfully because we talked about seasons. You know, you feel like you're in the rat race. That's the season you're in, brother. You, you, you know what's on the other side of it because we've talked Absolutely. and you've talked to other people. So you know what's on the other side of it. You know, you just have to deal with the current season you're in. And that's just, you know, that's, it's just, it, it's, it absolutely is. And you gave me some clarity and some advice on that, that I'm going to, I'm going to be able to take and, and utilize in order to help me have a better perspective of where I'm at in this life right now. And, um, so we talked about kind of the seasons of your life and where you're at, and uh, I'd like to dive into where you're at right now. Uh, it's, you've told me a little bit about Legacy, mm -hmm. um, and it's been really cool hearing about it. I think everybody would benefit from hearing what y'all yeah. are doing out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the, the, the goal there is to impact first responders, veterans, and their families in a retreat-like setting using equine therapy. But the, the, the whole thing there is families. You know, we are so focused on, and I say we, it's, it's so, it's, I'm going to touch on this. It's so, it's so amazing for me to hear myself say we, because I didn't used to say we, I used to say them. So, you know, you know, you know, what I've done now is I've, I've made that, I've made that a part of me. So Absolutely. whenever that's a part of me, you know, I treat stuff that's mine differently you know, it's an ownership. It's, it, it's definitely an ownership type thing. So I've definitely taken ownership 
my role at Legacy Farmstead, you know, and it's, it's, you know, day to day, it's projects around the ranch. Um, could be a crisis intake. It could be, you know, recently we did a, uh, a wounded warrior deal for 15 ladies from all over the country. Um, kind of a spur of the moment thing. Another one of those God things, you know, that we've, we've been talking about. Um, so, so day to day, it's just a huge support role for, for those awesome folks that are just steady hard at it. You know, we talked a lot about John and how just amazing he is as a person and a mentor and a brother and a friend and everything he's just been for me in general and been for my family and, and Amy and how awesome she is. And Garrett, we talked about Garrett and how awesome he is and you're going to meet all these people, man. They're just awesome folks, but can't wait. You know, just to be a part of, you know, they, they're different because they, it's not, and I'm not, again, we're back to the, everybody has their role in the nonprofit space. Everybody has their role. And some people's role is just to take them through a seven day program or a 14 day program and never speak to them again. Sure. And that's, they were there for them for whatever they needed for that current time. But what we do at legacy farmstead is. There's a relationship built, edified, and it lasts. So, you know, a, an awesome person that I've met through this is Sam Jabara. You'll meet him too, and I'm sure you'll get to hear his story. It's not me to speak on his story, but an amazing individual that's been impacted through Legacy Farmstead that is now impacting individuals himself. So he was somebody who needed to be impacted, is currently being impacted, but now through impacting others. So it's such a beautiful thing how when you stay with an individual through their entire time of their whatever you help them through, there's a bond that's grown there that it's it's God. Absolutely. You know, I can't even come up with a better explanation. So, so you know, we're just, we're so blessed to just be where we're at, The you know, it's been a long road, man. You know, we talked a little bit about what's what's got me here, what's got us here. You know, the struggles, the the growing the business part, the running the rat race part. You know, and and ultimately, what it all boiled down to changing my life. There was no there was no motivational speech. There was no song. There was no lyrics. There was no individual that could get me to where I needed to be, other than our Creator. And I had to be able to build a relationship and connect with him on a different level. And to hear myself speak like that now versus a year and a half ago is is beyond me, man. You know, there's no other way to describe that transformation in an individual from where I was to where I am now. I speak different. I walk different. I act different, you know, and it's. And it's just his provision, man. And I'm just, I'm just a vessel. He's working through me. I'm nobody special, man. I just show up every day. That's, that's my goal. That's our motto at Legacy Farm. Said we show up every day. We do the Lord's work, and He pours into us. Absolutely. And it, it seems like, just from the brief conversations we've been able to have about it, the, the amount of work that y'all are doing. Because what are, uh, if you can speak on it. I mean, what are some of the, the businesses in the area? What are some of the people that have become involved? Maybe some of the programs that y'all been able to, to utilize to help support these first responders, these Gold Star families, um, these different people affected by these tragedies that y'all assist? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. So recently, um, I would say it was probably one of the bigger weeks um, that I've been a part of. It was the biggest week, probably 
I mean, whenever I, when I got done with that week, I ranked it in the top four experiences of my life. So you can imagine getting married, having a son. I just came off of an incredible 30 day trip. And Absolutely. Then, and then, you know, I spent five days with some just incredible people, but you know what that looked like. It was a five days. It was actually a Sunday to Sunday gig. And we flew in, uh, Miss Michelle Black, who, um, is a gold star widow and her two boys, Ezekiel and Isaac. Um, we flew them in and, um, we used all the resources that Garrett and John and, and before legacy farmstead was in conception, all these, this sphere of influence that they've built to put on this event, this week long event. And what it looked like was on, on a Monday, you know, we, <clears throat> so, so what a typical host looks like outside of this one, cause this one, like I said, this one is unique. We've actually got somebody at the ranch right now. Um, she had extenuating circumstances. She needed to be loved on a little bit. That's just what, you know, we just love on them when they get there. Um, so her and her two brothers came out. Um, they got to feed with us last night. Um, I was late. We're not late, but I was running a little behind. I'm supposed to be here first before you, by the way. That was my goal. I got you. I did. Hey, um, but I, but I, I picked up tacos for them. <laughs> you know, we just, we put them in a position where nothing else matters, where they can consciously, clearly handle their issues. Absolutely. Because, you know, this is a busy world, and it's hard to slow down. It's hard to get your heart rate down and your anxiety levels down with this busy world, man, it's hard. So whenever yes. you're able to get out there, it's, I can't, you're going to, you're going to be out there some, at some point, but it's hard to describe what that place does for you, man. Like I, I, all I can do is tell you testimonials and tell you how great it is and tell you my experience, but you have to feel that place. Like that place is, is it's got its, you know, it, it's has its provisions. The, the Lord has his hand on that place. So anyways, you know, that's what a typical host looks like. It's usually a Friday through a Sunday. It could be five people. It could be 15 people. You know, it, it's, it's so up to the individual on what they want to do. Like it's the place is theirs, you know, Absolutely. within reason, obviously. But, you know, they, 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 they're able to really get involved with what it looks like on a ranch setting or, you know, whatever, whatever they need, you know. And obviously the animals, the horse, you know, it's the equine therapy is that's a whole nother conversation in itself, what that does for a human. But so anyways, you know, the, the, the five day, what it looked like, it was, it was, uh, I pulled up my notes here for us. It, they, they went to, uh, operation get out. So what operation get out, they're based out of Austin. They are, um, it's a water therapy group. So they, they focus on, on, on a broader spectrum, but they, they definitely do a lot of service stuff, veterans-related stuff. They've, they, uh, um, they did an event last year with John and Garrett and called Operation Get Out, um, hosted at Canyon Lake, where they just bring a bunch of 50, 60 people together. They get them out on the water. They're learning. They're struggling. They're working through problems. You know, it just it's amazing what it does. So that's what day one looked like. Took took um, Michelle and the boys. I think Garrett took them out there anyways. But um, they were out on the water for a little bit. Um, and then just came back, did dinner at the ranch. A ton of fellowship time because, again, you know, the biggest thing we want to do is build a relationship. We, you are not here at Legacy Farmstead to grow Legacy Farmstead. We are here to grow you. We are here to let you know that you have people around you after this, reach out to me. 
you know, I made sure when them boys left that they had my number. Whether they ever reach out, you know, I don't know. But uh, but I that that's something that you know I felt was important for them to know. You open you open yes, the door because community, man. It's all about community. It's all about the people that are around you. Absolutely. So uh, Tuesday they they had some stuff in the morning, and then uh, after that they got so we uh, we've actually built up a pretty good relationship with Matt Hughes. So I'm not familiar with you know his his past and what's happened to him, his current journey he's on, but, um, he got hit by a train. Um, he, uh, he's nine time UFC champion. I'm sure. You yes. Know yes. Yeah. Um, so he, he got hit by a train, man. It's miraculous that, the, that he even made that out of it, man. And he's, he's on his road to recovery. That was, uh, June 16th. I'm getting, I'm really working on these dates, man. Cause that's an important thing. June 16th, 2016 or 17. Um, but anyways, he's on his journey, but we've, we've brought him along. He's, he's loved his role. I truthfully think we're impacting him more than he's impacting others, but you know, that's, well, that's, it's, that's it's a hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, it's yeah, a hand in hand thing, you know, that we were talking about. So anyways, the boys got to go out with Hughes on the mats and roll with, roll with him. That's awesome. Cause they're do, they do jujitsu back home. They're from Washington. Oh, cool. So we also brought in another guy that's been with legacy around legacy for a long time since before me uh, a gentleman by the name of travis green double amp awesome dude rolls he does jujitsu he is a bad ass dude yeah not that i underestimated him because he's a he's a warrior he's a marine um but dude i didn't stand a chance bro <laughs> got it he might as well have no arms. He still would have kicked my ass. It's a whole nother world. Right? So, so that was, that was super awesome to see, you know, it, the community really came around. It was like, they had, it was like a little press meeting, you know, it was like a whole bunch of people watching Matt Hughes put on a clinic for the boys with Travis Green watching and his daughters came. It was just an awesome atmosphere. Um, so partnered up with Grindhouse with that. They hosted them. It was awesome. It was great that they did that. They have a beautiful facility. It's here. In, it's in Bernie. Um, and then Wednesday, we went to drive tanks. I saw that yeah, all over dude. social media. That looked yeah. amazing. So that was awesome. Um, so we went out there, man. I'll get into how awesome they were. But we, uh, so we went out there. We got there midday-ish. Um, we jumped right in. I was a chef, so that was cool. There you um, go. Uh, we did some burgers and just simple stuff. But uh, they had this pretty like I, I think they've got the world's largest tank museum or nation's largest they, they've got i mean it's incredible dude it's like mind-blowing that they have this much equipment weapons ammo i mean the only operating sherman tank in the world really and the boys got to shoot it i was gonna say i, yeah, I can't dude. imagine being yeah. a kid at that knowing like, yeah, dude. how big of a fan i was of and their daddy was a warrior so yeah, you absolutely know, so oh. you know even it just it was it was just the recipe for a beautiful storm man it was just so and then folks that drive tanks, man, they, they hosted these folks and were just six-star, man. They just treated these boys and Michelle like like, like they should be treated. Absolutely. You know, honestly, like they should be treated. And uh, it, was, it was beautiful, you know. Um, Spencer, and I'm going to say her name wrong because it's spelled funny, so hopefully she doesn't hear this. But Alicia... Alicia, Alicia, they were uh, husband and wife. She was a photographer. He's the COO, CEO. He's big dog. Awesome people, man. The support staff behind them. 
it's another one of those where you make an impact it it, it makes an impact you know absolutely and the guys that were helping the boys they ended up taking the boys out fishing the next morning um it was just we had isaac jacob band i don't know if you've heard of him he's an awesome I'm dude sure you, need, you need to start listening to him i need, to, need to do one, some man. investigating yeah, yeah yeah i'm gonna turn you on to all kinds of people i'm here for it man so it. so we brought isaac jacob in he uh did some singing um that was awesome and then the, we did some four-wheeler riding now this place has got eighteen thousand acres it's an incredible place it's oh, an wow. incredible story behind it yeah I'm, I'm sure you'll look up the history behind it but it's, oh, absolutely. it's awesome um so took them out there it was just it my cup overfloweth by the time <laughs> thursday came and we still had three more days to go so when we, when we got back from that i mean there was so much involved in there i mean Zeke, he hip fired a BAR, which is probably I didn't even pick it up. It was probably fifty pound gun, sixty pound gun. Hip fired twenty rounds like a boss. <laughs> You're talking about a pretty high caliber firearm oh, as well yes, in the BAR. Yes, yeah. Okay, so uh, that was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We did a. Uh, they wanted to go back out on the water. They loved it so much, and I had the. Uh, I was blessed, blessed enough to be able to take them. I got to take them on Thursday and. No, I got to take them Friday, Saturday. So I took everybody out. That was such a fun time. We, I mean, I just, and I say such a fun time, you know, I only got out, they, they, I don't like getting, you know, it's about them. Absolutely. So I got out on the water once, but just, he beat them, Steve beat them up on the tube, <laughs> man. He just, oh, it was just, they were wore out and smiling the whole time, man. It was just, it was beautiful, you know. Absolutely. So uh, we did that again. That was awesome. Um, Michelle, actually, she started off with a masseuse. She needed to end with a masseuse because, dude, I got—I don't know if you saw the picture. I'm going to show you now just because it's so good. I, I actually made the photographer mad because I got the shot and he didn't. Oh, man. And, the, and he's another military photographer. He's good buddies with Jeremy that I was telling you about. Absolutely. Um. I'll show you later anyways, but, uh, just, it was, it was phenomenal. It was great. Um, came back Saturday. We went out. So, so, you know, to get to where, you know, the main question you were asking, what other people are you working with? So this kind of set the stage and, and whenever we were on our trip too, there was a ton of stuff going on with a hundred women, hundred women of the hill country. That's an amazing organization. Check it out. Um, hundred women who just get together and just do good just great stuff i mean they're just awesome people um compadres you got to go eat at compadres um they've they donated a barbecue pit they cooked food anytime we took them there they ate free i mean just dude the community showed up and showed out well, that's one thing that that tells me that y'all are doing the right things for the right reason is the amount of people that are actively invested and willing to volunteer their time money materials food whatever it is they're they're willing to go above and beyond because it sounds like that's exactly what y'all do with everyone that comes through this legacy farmstead through the farmstead and you know i i really pointed out showing up you know showing up every day because you know a lot of the time that stuff goes unnoticed and it's not our job to stand on the soapbox and say look what I can do. You know, that's not our job. Our job is to just keep doing the right thing, showing up. And remember, it only takes one. Absolutely. It just takes those right people to see the right things. And it's happening, man. It's happening right now. 
And again, I'm just so blessed to be a part of this, this momentum shift that, I mean, we're going to have a different conversation in six months. And, 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 and I pray and hope that you get to be a part of it and that you get to witness it with your own eyes because you've got to hear, you know, just a, a snippet of the way God is using us to impact individuals. And, you know, you're, you're just an awesome dude yourself. So it's, it's always great that. to have, you know, just awesome dudes around you. So, you know, like I said, the community really showed up, showed out. Um, Saturday, Saturday was awesome. Um, we went to Murphy MX in, uh, I think that's Round Rock with Motorcycle Missions. Um, that is ran by Crystal Hess, um, and she's got an awesome team around her. Um, they do therapy through riding motorcycles, building motorcycles, um, dirt bikes. They've actually implemented a, uh, a street, uh, land speed, land speed racing. So they, they just do anything with two wheels pretty much as therapy, two wheel therapy. Um, awesome program. I'm actually going to be going to them on the 30th of july to go help them teach a welding class that's, pheno so, that's phenomenal dude. man it just it all ties yes it's, it's amazing how the spider web the network all yes. literally brings this huge world into this small thing and especially and when you know my 10 years of welding experience you know there's there's plenty of opportunities out there for me to donate my time to help somebody learn how to weld sure but crystal and joe and man them they're they're just they, they, I was put in front of them for a reason to be able, given the opportunity to be able to help where I can, you know, and it's, it's cool. So we went out there, they, man, they hadn't ridden. It was impressive. These boys sharp. I'm telling you, man, remember their names, Ezekiel Black, Isaac Black. And you're going to read Michelle's book to you better. Absolutely. I will. So they had never, uh, ridden a motorcycle with a clutch it was just automatic that's all they've ever driven so there was a little bit of learning curve there was a little bit of stalling there was a little bit of stuff like that you know but um they did they did great man they went from the small bikes to the big bikes and they were out riding the track and man it was just that was i i really got to ride with them on that because you know i just wanted to be out there with them i wanted to see the smiles through the helmet you know see those squinty eyes you know it just so that was awesome um and the they had some coaches with them, and it's bad that I cannot remember their names. I told you about one of them. Well, names and dates-wise, yeah. you've been pretty stellar, so uh, <laughs> I think we can forgive you for one so, or two. Uh, awesome coaches, man. They both high-level dudes in the MX side of things, got down on these boys' levels, really just worked with them, taught them, spent time with them, loved on them, you know. And that's the thing, you know, the Lord's putting the right people in front of us to – to help you know because we can't do it all we can't man man and and that's that's what's so awesome to me is seeing how everything has come full picture come full circle and you're seeing just these these awesome situations come from what you've kind of found yourself or, or made yourself available to in some ways because it if you would have never decided to take an opportunity or a chance even to come over here to bernie that would have been something that really might not have ever been able to impact your life sure you might have found something somewhere else that that poured into you and you were able to pour into as well and have a mutual benefit yeah. but in a lot of ways it seems like this this opportunity has been just a, a life-changing no, life thing for you for sure i mean nothing short of life-changing um 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I pinch myself so often, man, because, you know, I, I, I have to make this important. I have to make it because I talk about it so much that I have to make sure it's known that it's not about us. It's the, we are the vessels. We, we are the vessels equipped with the tools to do whatever we need to do for those people. And he's bringing together a team. <laughs> a te and I'm smiling because of the conversation we just had yesterday with a man by the name of John. Dude, you're going to meet some incredible people. This is only the beginning. I'm letting you know this. And this, is going, this podcast will go down in history. I'm super excited. I'm excited for this to be the yeah. first of many. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's awesome. You know, but it's, it's, it's faith, dude. It's nothing, you know, it's, it's knowing... Again, I'm going to say it over and over again because these are the things that you have to, you have to brainwash yourself these things. Keep showing up. You know, and when you keep showing up, it, it just happens, man. I, I don't know any other if, – if, I mean, you have to follow provision, right? You have to have a relationship. You cannot overlook that. You cannot just expect to just quit your job right now and everything be okay. Absolutely. You know, you have to, and I almost did that, you know, and everything's okay, but I'm not encouraging it. You know, you got to be built for that kind of struggle. You got to be built for potential foreclosure. You got to be built for getting your truck towed because you can't make the payment. You know, you got to be built for things like that. And as flesh, we're not 100% capable of handling those things without having a relationship with God and Jesus Christ. We're not. That's the missing puzzle. Like, you know, you, you see all these celebrities and all these people that have all the money, all the fame, all the everything, and you can tell which ones lack the relationship. Not discrediting the ones that don't, but often the ones that don't, it ends tragically. Well, and I, I think they find themselves doing whatever it is they're doing, whether it's a humanitarian effort or charitable things or, or whatever it might be, even even just their daily life and the career that they found themselves doing, it's it almost comes from the wrong place, yeah. right? It, yep. it, and we talked about that out on the trail, but being intentional with what you're doing and deciding that you're going to lead a life in a certain direction, not because of what it does for you, but because of what it does for those around you and those that you're able to impact, that's almost as important as going and doing the actions in, in themselves because in some ways they're I'm not going to say they're not worth anything but yeah. they're a yeah. lot less valuable yeah right? no, and it's good to hear that you know because you know performing the action that's that's the battle right like we can get ourselves prepared in the right mindset you know we talked about how there's a lot of people out there with big hearts that want to serve they just don't know how so, so we can, we can muster up the strength. We can muster up whatever it takes, the heart, the service, whatever we need, but the action is what's hard. And that's where the faith has to come in. Like, what, what do I do, Lord? Where do I go? And I promise you, man, we haven't unpacked the number thing, but I promise you, he talks to you in the most craziest ways, but you have to have that, that lens. It's a lens that you look through that you're only looking for him. So I'm going to give you a couple examples yes. that are just oddball examples. It may just be coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence, so I'm not even going to say that. Okay. 
but Come on. whenever we were whenever we were really deep in sticks and stones um there was a, a single bumblebee single honeybee that for about six months he would come and visit me man the most the most weirdest thing like it was to the point where june would come outside and be like hey where's your honeybee serious it was that weird and you know i don't it intrigued me so i looked up spiritual meaning of a honeybee it pollinates your thoughts so you know what i did intentionally after reading that i constantly thought good because i never knew when that honeybee was going to be around so i wanted whenever he was around that i was going to be thinking good stuff like and that's so simple but you know that that shift that simple shift is pivotal for people man a lizard there was a lizard same thing dude um before the bumblebee once i lost the lizard the bumblebee came in so a lizard um he started as a baby grew big um fed him dude that's such a weird so sure no you're good eight months showing up just about every day it was weird when he didn't show up i wondered if a bird got him you look up uh what a lizard is shedding dead skin shedding off the old so i needed that so every time i looked at that lizard i realized hey man i'm shedding skin shedding old off and when you see things you that is intentional that you have to do that and it's crucial because you need to be able to relate and and feel those god incidences we're going to change coincidence. We're going to God incidences. That's already there you go. we use that. There you but, go. You know, and whenever you see that, there's so much. There's so there, there's so much, man. And you and you just know you're on the right path, man. You know it motivates you, it empowers you, it makes you look up and smile, it builds your relationship all by noticing the little things. Everybody says that saying, but nobody practices it. Absolutely. It's the devil's in the details and the little things, man. And if you and if you think he's just going to out God's going to just outright talk to you, he can't he will, he does. But you got to be able to receive it in the small first. It's not always in the way that you expect. It's it's not always the the time of prayer and having that conversation yeah. that you hear the message, right? It is I I talked about it a couple times, but I didn't really have a relationship that was built or, or fostered at all with God until I was out here on the trails in nature living and looking through things from a different lens, like you said, and noticing noticing the little factors that came in here and there that changed my perspective. Yeah. It's kind of like we talked about whenever uh, going through the changes and just uh, realizing the role that like my wife for instance played in my development role and everything she did and everything yeah, she yeah. she helped me out with i know we had that conversation no no, out no there. that's we'll, we'll add to that but go ahead and finish up man but just it it's it's being able to to open yourself up to see that lens it's like uh a buddy of mine that i told you that podcast um he kind of backed out on me last minute and yeah, i was upset about yeah, it and yeah, then yeah. and i looked through it from the other lens and realized that hey maybe i'm the one here that that needs to change my way of thought yeah. and it's that's a beautiful thing when you realize that because that's God driven too, right? Like absolutely. I mean the thoughts in your head, the 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 actions that you do, you know, the way you feel, the way you feel after the fact, you know, your conscience, your 
you know, that's, that's Holy Spirit driven, you know, and the more people realize that the better off we'll be, man. And that's, you know, that's my goal. That is ultimately my goal. I'm not, I'm not the guy that's going to hand out Bibles. That's not my role as an evangelist. My role is to tell you some of the stuff that I've went through. Hopefully you resonate through it. And then I'm going to tell you how I got through it. And I'm only going to tell you one way of how I got through it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you know, this, the emotional, the, you know, how I got through the day to day, but there's only one way I got through it. And that's by God. That's there's, there's no other way. And, and once you truly get people to realize that, man, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and, you know, we touched on the other side of that when they don't realize that it hurts. It does. But you know, you're just only there to water and you're just, you're, you're not, you're not meant to see them sprout. It, that's but, no, that's, and that's its own point, man. And just to just kind of circle back and do like a quick summary yeah. of, of legacy and what we've talked about just, so you've got this, this farmstead, this nonprofit organization mm-hmm. that has the intention of helping people that deal with tragic events, the first responders, the gold star families, uh, all these wonderful individuals and, it essentially, uh, it kind of clicked in my head a minute ago. That's what you're doing. You're giving them an opportunity to look through the lens differently, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because you're yep. you're taking all the worldly woes off of their plate. Yep. Everything you're putting them in an environment of somewhat euphoria, right? Yeah. Just just carefree and actual opportunity to process yep. that, and it's just that's so so wonderful to me. Um, and and seeing what that does for other people, yeah. it makes me a little bit curious, like. What has that done for, you've got a kid as well, yep. right? What has that done for you as a father? Oh, dude. I mean, gave me the chills when you asked me. Because, you know, it's given, it's, it's given me the ability to have him in an environment where he can thrive just the same. And imagine... Imagine being in an environment where, you know, we try our damnedest to make sure it's always good there. And it's 99% that. But we're in an environment where it's just good all the time, man. And that, that osmosis, whatever, you know, it it goes into you, you know. Absolutely. It, 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 It just... And being around animals and learning, understanding, you know, responsibility, uh, hard work, you know, he, he works with me. He's been a little funny since we got back from our trip, but you know, there, there's been times where he's woke up. The first thing he says in the morning is where's dad. I want to go work like a three and a half year. want to go work. Yeah. That's you know, I, and I don't want to be a workaholic, but I'm just glad that he wants to be with me, you know, whether it's learning, whether it's just being outside, whatever he craves, whether it's just me, you know, and that to have that ability, you know, I get to, I have the ability to take my son to work every day, you know, and that's, that's another one of those blessings. You know, I have the ability to pour into my son every day, however much I want. And if I don't, pour into him like I should shame on me because he is in the perfect environment to grow. And if he don't grow, you know, that's you, it's, you've got a, yeah, rare beneficial situation. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but you know, it, 
we, we talked about just the way it reciprocates. You know, I just, I go out, you know, I still wake up like it's a job. I still, t- I treat that place like it's mine. I treat it like it's a job. I tr- whatever, I don't treat it like a job because I hate the word job. Sure. You know, I treat it, Abu Dhabi, we talked about that word. You know, my work and worship is the same. You know, it's it's therapy just the same for me, dude. It gets me through. You know, me and June get to bickering at each other. I'm going to go outside of the ring. Well, I got 30 acres I can go hang out on, you know. Who who gets to, and, and beautiful, you know, and it's, who gets that, you know. And so, you know, whenever I sit back and, you know, I do a lot of time of thinking, that's why I get up so early. I get my devotional out the way. I get all my social media. I get all my distractions so I can go to work and... I, so I can just go to work. That's my goal is to go to work, be busy, get stuff done. Because when people come in and they get to enjoy the things that I built and worked on, that's the reward. That's Absolutely. the reward right there. And it's, you know, we've, I'm, I'm just blessed that I, that I, that I have the drive and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed for all that because just people aren't built like that all the time, you know, and I just really, I, ex- I, I really pour into my strength, so I just work a lot. I work hard, and uh, we've gotten a lot of stuff done. So it's, it's, it's been a blessing, and, you know, when you don't work, you get lazy. So that's a blessing that I get to keep sure, and stay sure. in shape, you know. So, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful thing that's happening there. I'm excited for you to I'm, – I'm glad you get to hear about it like this. You know, this is, it's been awesome, been able to speak like this, you know, without John and Amy around. You know, I get to speak like it's mine. And, and, you know, John's big with that. So it really, it really shows where I'm at with legacy. It, it really shows me that I'm, I reflect a lot. I'm a reflector. I think I overthink. I do that. You know, that's just one of those traits, but oh, yeah. it, it just lets me know that I'm still doing it for the right reasons. Cause we need those checks, man. Cause again, we're flesh. That's just, it's just the way, way to cook and crumble. Absolutely. And man, that's, that's something so awesome to me because you talk, talked about taking ownership of it um, and your involvement and just as a whole, man. It, it's cool to see that because as somebody who's been, and I'm sure you're the same way, somebody who's been in a management position, somebody who's ran organizations, you you want that kind of person. You want that kind of person that's going to say, okay, this, I'm taking ownership of it. This I am invested in this the same way that may, maybe I don't own this specific thing, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let it yeah. be yep. any different of a standard, yep. right? Yep. And yep. having that is so rare, and it's cool to see that, and it's inspiring in a lot of ways. Um, and, man, I think not not to get, like, kind of sideways or, or derail it at all, but I think there's an importance there with with people seeing what they, believing, uh, what they believe in, buying into what they want to see in their life as well, uh, whether it's through a charitable kind of thing like this or even as whether it's just through their development if everyone took the ownership and bought in and decided okay this is direction this is the direction i'm going and i'm going to go if everyone decided that with fitness with weight loss yeah. with their finances oh, with their spirituality utopia. whatever we'd be utopia man exactly and it, that struck me when you said that because it's just like I, if everyone bought in the same way with that same mindset there's literally nothing a person could not accomplish. Yeah. Oh. And, 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 you know, I've got a lot of confidence in my abilities, but there's, there's even, there's, you know, Garrett George, man. That dude, he, 
his title with Legacy Farmstead is Director of Relationships, but he is Director of Connecting Everybody, man. He is just, <laughs> I talk about that dude so much just because, you know, we talked about it earlier, how he just, he, ch he changed the path of my life. And now that I feel that feeling, now I get to reciprocate that and hopefully change somebody else's life the way he did mine. And then, you know, that, that and just replicate that. You know, he's, he's got 20 years on me. We talk about I'm the youngest guy. He's, he's gray. He's gray. He's not yeah. old, but he's he looks young. He's he's strapping young lad. But he, uh, you know, if I'm just blessed, man. He he wasn't where I'm at at 30, so that gives me hope. That gives that continues to drive my faith, because I've got a leg up from where he was. Not knocking him. His experiences at my age built him to the way he is now. But he's still got 20 years just the same, you know. But it's yes. just, it's just, it's it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. And, well, to quote my buddy Steve Pipes, um, uh, what we talked about earlier, it's not a, it's not a handout, it's a hand up, mm -hmm. right? And to, that's just proof that the whole system's yeah. working. It's evidence yeah, no, of it, success it's, it's, because you being able to make this realizations a bit at this point in your life a little bit earlier, because how old are you now? 30, just turned you're, 30 in June. You're 30. Yeah. I I'm 26, about yeah. to turn 27, and a lot of the things you're saying resonates with me, and it's it's helped me gain some insight into some places I need to go in my life. So it's we're moving that scale yeah. in the right direction, yeah. but yeah. and and that's the whole point of it. You're gonna eventually you're gonna see the impact scale down into the younger generations. Yeah. You're gonna see that's, that's it, man. Well, it, and once we can do that, there's a true restructure of society, and, and I feel like that's we yeah. get to a point culturally of what America has always traditionally stood for. Versus kind of where we've gone in and some God ways. We trust. Yes, sir. We drifted so far from that, man. We, we have. And, man, uh, you touched on you touched on fitness and health a little bit um, at the end of your uh, – the last thing we just ran through with Legacy um, yeah. and the opportunity you've had to, to work in that. Yeah. I know you've – me, you and I have a kind of a mutual thing that we both enjoy doing really hard things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and – the race I'm getting ready to do, you actually participated in. Yep, and I right? failed. No, well, fail. I failed. It's in the eye of the beholder, I did right? Not, yeah, beauty. I'm the yeah, same yeah, way no, as no, I'm no, the no, same no. way you are. I've accepted it, man. I just, it's just one of those things, you know. I'm gonna get my redemption. Well, through it, I can already tell you that you've taught me a lot. Good, um, good, awesome. I mean, I want to see you kick that race's ass. So man, bad. We're gonna, we're gonna give it hell. We've been. That way, you can be on the back work. of that sweatshirt. There we go. That was my motivation, bro. I wanted to be on. The, I wanted to be on the back of the sweatshirt. That was what I wanted. But oh man, I we're a DNF list instead. Well, <laughs> well, each each has its own value, right? <laughs> and and man, you you've been able to pass that into me. But what what inspires you to go after these big goals and these hard things? Like you completely uprooted. Your your family did as well. It was it was a mutual decision, right? Yeah. You y'all completely uprooted it took some your life. Convincing now. She, I, she I believe wasn't, it, man. And kudos, you know, I do want to circle back to one thing. You know, my on, wife, my wife, through this all, I would never be where I'm at. Obviously, first and foremost, without God, but without God putting her in my life, she, she's a saint, dude. You know, Absolutely. you heard first five years of our marriage, cup of coffee at four o'clock in the morning and lunch made with a note, dude. I used to, I used to keep the notes and then it was like, there's so many, 365 times five, that's. 1600 notes dude yeah, that's a lot <laughs> yeah that's 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 intentional dude and yeah, you want to talk about being intentional yes yes and you know 
She's just amazing, dude. I, I, I through through this growth as a man, I have fallen so far in love with my wife that I didn't know was like a thing. You know, I thought though, I thought whenever I got married, I loved her. You know, and I did, but it, it's just different now. And I'm just so you know, again blessed because we didn't have to go through those struggles. We talk about free will. We didn't have to go through them struggles. But if we didn't, we would, we wouldn't be where we're at, you know. And that's that's that free will, that journey, you know. But I just wanted to, you know, without her, without her support, constant support, you know, she she works a full time job and she still helps around the ranch, dude. She's she's a, God, she's a warrior, dude. She's got her masters, like nobody, I, nobody even, you know, everybody. Not that everybody talks about me, but I'm, I'm always, she's working. You know, I get to go to the events. I get to go do the drive tanks. I get to, and she's at home working with Carson. And, you know, so she's an unsung hero, man. She, you know, she checks me too, man. She, she's just awesome. That's, uh, man. It but seemed, that rolls right into, go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it seems like our wives would get along yeah, fantastically. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, that just rolls right into the fitness thing. So, you know, my, you know, we see back five six it's it's been a while now we were really on a big hitch with uh weight in the weight room mm -hmm. uh, we were pretty consistent with it for about two years just almost a, just an obsession honestly between sure. the two of us man it was we were severely body dysmorphia you know it was just her on one end of the spectrum me on the other i'm trying to gain it all she's trying to lose it all it was unhealthy but but we we did good i mean we're we're an awesome we work out great together but so we hyper focused on that burned ourselves out then you know just life kid all that stuff and then um you know i didn't have a necessarily a weight loss journey i've just always been just want to do fun stuff man i want to do incredible things i want to you know you know I've, I've always lived my life you know leave something somebody remembers you by you know and let me remember for some cool stuff you know too, absolutely you know? yeah so um and you know and that's another thing you know that's people know that you know that takes dedication and that that it also inspires individuals too you know and if i can put myself through a little bit of pain for to inspire one person what takes one you know so yes, sir. that's you know it was it was a shift there towards the end of why i was doing it so i think that's kind of why i burnt out but you know anyways uh just jumping into that you know i you know i saw this read david goggins book that's what started it yes uh, what was the name of his book uh can't hurt me can't by hurt david me. goggins yeah. okay and you can't hurt that dude man no so got on fire you know obviously he did his 100 mile stuff you've read his you've listened to his book so um just got on fire and i signed i uh decided june 26th that i was going to uh do that do uh sign up for habanero 100 which is the race you're fixing to run august 20th right yes um yes, it is. and dude i went f I'm, I'm gonna pull it up so i don't quote wrong stuff here but so i because it's it's such a cool journey really uh june 26th june 27th ah there's that number dude there's a number 27 and we'll talk about that yeah yeah no we've got a lot of talk about oh yeah all right so my first run was 2.6 miles after not running for a decade about killed me and i ran at a 745 pace so once i this was 627 28 29 30 71 71 72 73 so i was on fire dude i was yep. every day twice a day 
at one point I did a 2.82 mile run at 11 minute pace. And I remember this day because this is day six into starting back up running. Dude, my hip flexors, my knees, my hips, I still ran, bro. I was that on fire that I, that's almost walking pace. Yep. I mean, we ran a 10:34 through some freaking mountain lion territory. Yeah, that was 10:30 something, and we stopped three times. So yeah. that tells you how slow I was running. Then the next one, I ran 25 minutes. My next workout. So I was hurting, dude. Oh, absolutely. So I was pretty consistent here, dude. I think this is when I was doing 75 hard. So I was just boom, boom, boom. This is every day. I mean, by day, by day 12, I was running 10 miles. I ran nine miles at a 758 pace on my 11th day of training. That's wild. I only had six six weeks, six weeks for a hundred mile. And mind you, I didn't know it was a trail race. I'm making up excuses ultimately. I didn't know it was a trail race. I didn't think about running at night. I didn't, you know, I, I guess I thought I was running on a track like Goggins. Well, you said you said it earlier. The devil's in the details. Yeah. It, there's there's so much that goes oh, into dude. true ultra running and trail running that people don't realize, right? Yeah. And I I went into my first one very blind as well. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, we talked a little bit about that one. But man, it it turned. They've turned out good. Uh, it, and it's been a it's been a just life changing experience. If there's anything trail running's taught me and ultra running, it's patience, which I've needed. Oh yeah, so. dude. Because like there's a process you have to go through. I mean, it's just like working out a piece of metal you know there's there's some beating you got to do man and you don't just you don't get to jump into 735 pace dude you don't and some you know that never, some you people know never that, get dude. there that's, yeah. if if that's maintained that's boston marathon pace yes and that's that's incredible it's so, very challenging to do yeah and i i don't know if i ever got back to that pace honestly I, it looks like i ran short stints of it but i ran I ran over 250 miles in six weeks That's to train. Awesome. And this isn't including biking. I biked another 100. Um, so I was super intense with my training. Two days before my training, before the race, I ran a half marathon like an idiot. Yeah. I was I just had... so excited about the race, dude. I was like, I'm going to train so hard. And then I took a break. And honestly, that hurt. So yeah. don't, I mean... We'll talk more about that later, but I mean, oh, yeah. um, so I just, I was just ill prepared, super on fire, super excited to just do something crazy. I had a lot of support. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I think whenever you do stuff like that, you know, it's, it's your human instinct to try and seek as much support as you can whenever you're doing something like that. Cause it's crazy, man. There's a lot of unknowns, right? Absolutely. So, um, I kicked ass, dude. I, I really, you know, whenever I. I kicked ass training, and I kicked ass for my first three laps. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't realize this until after the fact, but I we talked about this too, but I led. I outpaced the guy who won it by an hour and a half in the first three laps, and there lies the problem. So I just overran myself, super excited. Um, I break too long. Um, didn't do enough night running preparation, you know, just detail stuff, detail sure. stuff. Um, I learned a lot, man. I, I learned that a marathon ain't shit. I, dude, I got to 26 <laughs> miles and I didn't even realize I'd ran 26 miles. That's, that's four pretty laps, much what happened on the first. Laps, dude. Yeah. I, I ran four, they were so easy. And then once I think it was a mental thing, once I realized how many miles I'd ran, I'm like, shit, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was like, I'm almost there. <laughs> no, it, it is crazy. I, and for those of y'all that don't know about Habanero, he, Corey says that he failed it. Uh, but let's let's get down to the details of that race. I mean, we're starting at, we're first off, southeast Texas, yeah. near Houston. What's the name of that town? In August. It's uh, Cat Spring, yeah, Texas. Yeah, Cat Springs. Yep. Seven Isle Ranch. Yep. It is Beautiful some place. somebody described it as for certain parts of the the loop. It's a six mile, six point three mile loop that you yep. run sixteen times. Yep. And people were describing it as somebody took a beach without the water and put it in the middle of Texas for the sandy parts yep. of that race. So very thick uphill on the sand too. Yes, very thick sand. You got you got uh, some elevation change, some gentle stuff. But let's be honest, over a hundred miles gentle Dude, is sixteen ridiculous. times. Yes. Going through that sand pit, that's probably a quarter mile. Dude, it's... Over... Go ahead, sorry. 100 degree weather. Oh, yeah. uh, At night. Start at noon. Start at noon. So you... A bulk of this race is night. And if you've never done that before, night is a a completely different animal. Yep. So when Corey says he failed it, it... He's not giving himself quite enough credit because this thing was to to go out and try to run a hundred miles <laughs> on a short notice and as your first thing is incredible by itself. But to Incredibly do it for silly, <laughs> well, but to do it for that race is is wild. But you know it was cool because you know I like I said in the uh, I I told you on the run, you know through service we met Kaylee Mills Foundation, and mm-hmm. uh, you know some of my strength was through that. I wore a Kaylee Mills Foundation shirt for four of my laps and I finished out with the shirt. So I found a lot of strength. You know, we, I, I talked to, I found, I find strength through other people's struggles. I find perseverance through that, you know, through other people's stories. And, uh, you know, the, the last lap, Kaylee ran that lap with me. I never met her. I love her dad. I love her mom. I love her auntie. Um, and it was, it was super cool. Like that was, that was a highlight. I don't even know if I've ever told David that, but, uh, it was super cool, you know, to, that was just awesome, man. But, you know, definitely a difficult race. Um, I'm glad that I get to kind of give you a couple pointers, man, because yeah. like that's so valuable. Like it is, it's. If I knew, you know, I if if I would have went in better prepared, I could have done it. You know, no doubt. Sure, I no, absolutely. I, I think I prepared myself enough, enough to do it. I probably would have been hurting for sure, but you know, it, it was, it was good. I'm gonna get some redemption, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how I can help you. You know. You know at the end, you know, I just, I had one guy that, you know, tried to help, but I took too long of a break and he just didn't have the right words to say. I didn't even know him from Adam. So, but you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it out there. I'm going to hope, hopefully I can run them last six with you, man. I'd That'd it'd be, be so kick-ass a little bit of my be, own redemption. Finish the back half of the race. There you go. There we it'd go. That'd be, man, it, it would serve me. Uh, like, uh, holy crap. That would do some cool things for cool, me. Man. And I, I've got some, I've got some, Good people that are going to be out there pacing with me. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Really, really good friend of mine and his fiance. Uh, that is actually it's kind of cool how that worked. My wife and her were best friends growing up, and me and him became really good friends when I was working at that ranch. Oh wow! And then all kind of just yeah, yeah. So linked that's together. like God stuff, man. Yeah, it is the connections, yeah. and and man, it's it's going to be really cool. I'm super excited about it. Um, you you find motivation in weird spots, right? Yeah. One thing I'm actually gonna do, and this is gonna sound weird. I know it's an internal motivation that I probably shouldn't shouldn't really do. I actually plan on getting a picture of myself whenever I was 230 pounds, and I'm gonna blow it up into a poster, and I'm gonna stick it on the side of the tent that we have. So so you can do something better than that. So I want to tell you some uh, something pretty special about that race too, actually. Um, so I was not working. 
at my job. This was during Sticks and Stones. So my last employer, we had a INE guy, instrument electric guy, that worked with us. And I worked really closely with him. After I left the company, he ended up passing away from a stroke. And I believe it was, I, it was running. And I believe it was on the course. And if it wasn't on the course, it was organized by the same, I think his name's Rob. Anyways, what they do along that course or what they did last year is they had like little silly motivational things, like little signs, like Mm -hmm. there'd be like a cat, run faster. Like it was just silly stuff, you know, to keep your mind busy. Yes. Well, halfway through the race, there was a picture of him. Dude, I just got chill saying it now. Um, Oh, Teddy, man, he was with me. That was just another one of those. I'm at the right spot. I'm doing the right thing. And that's why it hurt me even more that I didn't finish because I had such a huge, I let, I felt like internally that I let a lot of people down and you know, that's just one of those struggles. You know, you learn from that. I didn't let nobody down. I really empowered a lot of people, Absolutely. you know, but it's still in the moment, in the moment, you know, and even after the moment, you know, I, I looked at the website probably every day for a week just to see the DNF. Yeah. So that's like, I don't even know if I've said that to anybody, you know, but that was like how hard it hit me. You know, that's why I joke about how I failed it. You know, that's just my way of being humorous about it now because it sucked, dude. It really did, you know, and I almost felt like I think that's another reason I dropped off, you know, because I felt like so maybe this is a quitter in me. You know, I felt like it was going to take a little more than what I gave and I gave a lot. Sure. And, you know, I don't know. I'm going to get redemption, though. But, well, you know, was- it's just. Whenever, whenever you decide it, because I we talked about it. An ultra run is probably not over for you no. in the long term. Uh, I know you got some. It's seasons, like yep, we talked about. Yep. So you've got some other things going on right now. But um, if you do get to the point you want to run that race and you need a pacer or you want somebody to run it with you yeah. the whole thing, holler Heck at me. Heck yeah, dude. We'll do it. Heck uh, yeah. And man, hell, I might need some redemption too, depending on how this goes. But <laughs> no, um, no, you know, you don't even get that no, in your head already. No, nah, we're we're gonna attack yeah, it no, hard, you're man. Get it, bro. Even if I gotta carry man uh but i wanted to so i know we've talked about a lot and and we'll eventually need to get to a point of wrapping up but one thing i did want to dive into is we talked about the god stuff mm-hmm. quote unquote and, yep. and the things that are that are god instances rather than coincidences yep. um and the other weekend right before we decided to do this I posted that I ran 27 miles on Sunday, and you instantly, as soon as you saw it, you Dude, messaged, messaged me too. Bro. I, I, I commented on the next in line. I sent you a, a message. I, it, 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 was, it was like, dude, I, I, I got to I gotta figure out why he ran 27 miles. There was no specific reason, turns out, which that's about right. And... It's just a number that's so prevalent. And <clears throat> so so the significance to 27 to me um, is whenever I moved to Texas, never played football before. I was a soccer player. Um, came, to, came to Texas. It was baseball or football, which was cool. You know, I, I like both. So, sure. um, so I fit right in as a kicker. Ended up with number 27. The kicker part's irrelevant, but uh, number 27. Um, number 22 was my number before that. Um, so through, through that number, you know, 
I don't know if I've ever really noticed so much stuff with that number. Like, it's part of my handle on my Instagram. Like, it's just, it's just a number that I password. What you know, whatever, just a number. Sure. Um, until we moved to Bernie, and you know what the address is? Twenty-seven. So. I didn't notice it whenever I was just volunteering time. I think I noticed it maybe my last time, probably before we sold the house. I don't remember, but I noticed it, and it really resonated. And I don't know if I ever told John or anything like that, because he just don't want to come off weird, like, hey, dude, my football number is the same as your address. We're supposed to be together, you know? (laughs) So, you know, just more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. And honestly, the the number 2-7 hasn't really become prevalent until recently. I'd say until... You know, we probably got on, we, we did that 30-day trip. I do want to talk about that. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, I would see it in the weirdest places. Like, we would, we drove on Highway 27 for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We, I saw mile marker 27 a lot. You know, when you travel 6,500 miles, you're going to see that mile marker a lot. Yeah. I think the chances of driving on Highway 27 or whatever, whatever it was, maybe a little slimmer but we'd get off on exits like 227 or you know just stuff like that you know i we drove by plenty of god signs you know scripture just stuff that affirmed through numbers that we were at the right spot absolutely um and it's just been building momentum as far as how i see it like dude it's so bad and i probably see the numbers 10 times a day i see yeah. that number 10 times a day whether it be scrolling my feed on Facebook somebody liked a particular picture 27 times or I've got screenshots of just it's just so I don't know I don't know what like what I'm trying to prove by screenshot I don't know but well no, so it I, keeps I, it relevant yeah yeah so and I know you're predisposed to numbers if you're thinking about them and stuff like that they just come up too much so the number 27 was a tipping point for me and you to connect. Absolutely. The the secret meaning or the secret meaning and symbolism and and you know I don't read into this too much but I do like we talked earlier do believe that he talks to us through different things. So Yep. This is what this says. The angel number 27 is a sign from the angels regarding our soul mission. This number is asking you to have faith that you are on the right path in your life and that the angels are right beside you guiding you and helping you along the way. This number symbolizes service and cooperation. It is calling you to release your ego-based thoughts and reactions. It symbolizes introspection, spiritual awareness, and higher understanding of all things. Like, how can you not say that the Lord is communicating through a number to me? Absolutely. And the (laughs) fact that everything that we've talked about from this conversation all the way up to running 10 miles back there on the trails has been rooted in exactly that. That's that's we haven't strayed from there one bit. We talked about letting go of ego. We talked about um, trusting in the process of where you're supposed to be. We talked about free will and how it, it it's a guided free will in some ways towards the place we're supposed to be. And yeah, the the prevalence of that is amazing. It's 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 un. I mean, it gives you the chills, you know. And then and then you just break it further down to how it, you know, relates to me and in my personal. But I got another screenshot of of. This is titled. 
just facts. And, and there's a whole lot more to this, and there was a whole lot of other sites that kind of get into some tarot card reading stuff. And I, t you know, I just, you know, you just know my feeling. And, you know, I just try not to drift too far from what it is. But sure. um, the number 27 in numerology symbolizes compassion and philanthropy. This number is a combination of energies which make people who resonate with this number tolerant, kind-hearted, intelligent team workers and working towards improvement of the humanity. They often support humanitarian organizations and groups. They have diplomatic skills and very idealistic and know how to transfer their enthusiasm onto others and make them participate in common goals. Seems like right where you're at in life, huh? I mean, huh? dude. <laughs> dude, so it's just, it's, it's that... I'm in that spot right now. I'm in that spot where it's just coming in and I'm just rolling. I'm just rolling with the flow. I mean, I I don't plan, like I said, I don't plan anymore. You just never know what it's going to be, man. And that, that freedom to roll with the flow and just be fluid is such a beautiful thing. It's a blessing. I, we talked about me being stuck in the rat race a bit and not yeah. having that in my life and, and that being a kind of a stressing point for me. So... It's super cool to see that for you, mm -hmm. um, and and it's, it sounds like everybody as a whole that's involved with with legacy and and just a life path that that you found yourself on as well. Yeah, so yeah. That's, it's 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 one of them journeys that I want to write a book at some point. I yeah, just, I'm just not done yet. You know how do you how do you write a book when you know there's an ending to a book? Absolutely, you know, I'm not done yet. So now I, I kind of had the same thought. I've got kind of a cool title to a book, huh? Yeah, no, that would be, man. I've, I've got the same thought. That's that's phenomenal, man. But I, so many parallels. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely, you know, this is an ordained meeting. You know, it's 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 definitely uh, divine, divine meeting. Um, that's just the way he works, man. And you just, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you have your faith and you keep showing up. Can't go wrong. You can't. There's going to be tough times. you got to realize that. Having faith don't eliminate the tough times. Having faith lets you deal with the tough times. And you saying that, if there's one thing that we could take away from this whole podcast right here, that would be yep. That's a it. beautiful summary. Yep. Right? And and you wanted to talk a little bit about the trip, and I, I'd yeah. love to talk about it as yeah, well because there's some awesome things in there. Y'all yeah. went, so y'all took 30 days. Yeah. And y'all traveled how many miles? 6,500 miles. So we went from Texas, obviously. We, we finished, so we did a carry the load. We, I wouldn't say partnered, but we, we went and attended the carry the load thing. And if you're not, you know, if you're not familiar with that, definitely check it out. They're awesome. They're, their whole goal is to normalize the way we look at Memorial Day to where we are more, where we remember them, man. Like we... Again, like the, what, the, the the saying I told you that David David Mills says is there's two deaths. When you when your physical death and when they quit saying your name, and that's what carry the load does is they're they're doing everything in their power. They're doing crazy things. They go from east coast to west coast and meet in Dallas. So yeah, we left through we left from carry the load. We stopped off in Abilene. We went through New Mexico. Didn't want to stop there. That was our first long day of. Uh, of uh driving i've actually this would be cool too i'm gonna i'm gonna nobody's ever heard none of this so i did a log i did a daily log but i didn't start it until i didn't start it until june 4th utah camp so whenever i i'll, I'll read you a couple of these that are kind of cool that just kind of explain 
where where I was at headspace where we were at because remember I told you to go back and check some of our posts yeah absolutely um, but so we started off in Arizona we were in uh, where did we go we started uh, it was the name of a prison it was a lake um, we stayed there for one night we were kind of trying to just figure out how camp looked like um, then we went up to uh, Sedona this, the whole goal through this trip was to go to a lot of places that I went to as a kid. Um, I was fortunate enough that my, my grandpa traveled a lot during the summers, so I would just roll with him. My uncle lived in Idaho, so we would travel this trip often. So I just wanted to, and those were some of the best times of my life, you know. So I wanted to not only show my wife, you know, some of the places I've seen, but my son, obviously. You know, I want him to, and that was just, that was the best part for me. But That's cool. So we did uh, Sedona. We saw, man, it was just so, so, uh, so awesome. Um, from from Sedona, so this is June 4th, we ended up in Utah. Um, you know, one of the big hangups with this 30-day trip is June still, still has to work. Um, so during the weekdays, and this attests to her badassery, Sure. During the weekdays, we had to maintain service because she's she's got a team beneath her. She's customer service. She's she's kicking ass. Um, so she still had to maintain cell phone service. So during the weekdays, we stayed around people-ish. On the weekends, we took full advantage. We went to places that didn't have service because, you know, that was the biggest goal is to disconnect and reconnect. Sure. You know, because we, you know, I tried to explain this to an older guy. Us as parents now, like we have to make decisions like, when is our phone going to get a, or when is our kid going to get a phone? When are they able for Facebook? You know, those the people, you know, grandparents now didn't have to worry about those decisions for their kids back then, you know, so it's just a different life. Yes. So disconnecting is good, you know, as you know. So we, we, we really made sure, and this first one we were, um, we were blown away that there was still snow on the mountain in June in Utah. I guess I just don't remember that, but. Um, so I'll just read you Saturday, June 4th. We started the morning by getting ready for a hike. We had planned out the day before. We packed a light lunch and our fishing poles and headed out. We, we pinned it at three miles. We started our trek around 8 a.m. Quickly we learned how tough it was going, navigating the ups and downs. We came to a beautiful creek, took a short break, ended up finding a small geocache that some folks had started back in 2015. We left some Benadryl, a flashlight, a headlamp. We didn't really need anything, so Carson got to pick a treat. From that point, we were halfway, halfway through the hike. Around 11 a.m., we made it to the hike. Ate our lunch, finished for roughly an hour. Packed up and headed back on our way. By this point, we had logged 3.75 miles and roughly 500 foot of elevation climb. From this point forward was definitely a challenge. As we trekked back where we had previously walked, we realized that we pretty much went the entire way to the lake downhill. We made about, we finally made about three hours later we ended up traveling right at seven and a half miles with 1,777 feet in elevation climb. Carson managed to sleep the mile, sleep for a couple miles on my back. I carried Carson the whole way. He walked Man. about half a mile. It was, it was, this is how we picked it out. So we were sitting at camp and from the distance you could see this lake sitting on a hill. And we didn't have no service, all you had was just the whatever popped up on maps so i pinned from where we were at to there pinned three miles from a distance looked good didn't see no elevation boy was i wrong yeah 
So he he just couldn't walk it, dude. It was just so much. I mean, 500 foot in elevation climb. I, I don't even think I gained 1,770 feet in 50 miles that I did at Cat Springs. Really? Yeah, dude. It was, and this is seven. It was it was just intense. And then a 40 pound toddler with 10 pounds of gear. It was just intense. So um, yeah, that's that's. That's what, uh, or let me finish this off here. We finished off the evening with laundry, dishes, more fishing, followed by breakfast for dinner. In the morning, we are planning to pack up early and head towards the Sawtooth Mountains. Um, so, dude, it was just, it was just that, repetitiously, for 30 days. There was a lot of struggles. You know, I'm not going to say it was all good times, but it was, it was so beautiful to just be in his creation with your family growing like the dude probably casts a fishing pole better than you i don't know how good you can fish but he is just three and a half years old just 20 foot out in the water with a bobber bait don't lose nothing don't get nothing tangled just and it took three days of him practicing out in camp that's cool that wouldn't happen back at home no no it, it's lessons that you're you're able to to teach out there and things experiences you're able to provide yep. that just Phenomenal. I was able to just honestly hyper-focus on my family for 30 days That's and, and edify a relationship and, and, and continue to build a relationship with my son and my wife. You know, that's, that's, that's my goal is to be the best dad and best father I can because that will reciprocate so much down the line, you know. But yeah. um, that's an, that's so, awesome. you know, we so from there we went, we went Utah. We, uh, we went to Idaho. Um, we didn't get to see everything we wanted. It was it's so much different when you're out there on the road. Like you have all these places you want planned, and then you just there's so much unforeseen. You know, it's just the epitome of life, really. There's so much stuff you don't plan for. It's again the details. Um, but like here's just a picture of me and Carson fishing. He's man, out. He, awesome. He's out on the dock. <laughs> I'm out on my dock, and we're just fishing, man. Like it's just just enjoying you just, it, man. You just can't. And and ev actually every day I did a I did a my highlight picture, so that was that was my one from Utah. That was my one from Idaho. He's flying a kite. You know we have a kite at the house. You get great winds in Bernie. We haven't flown it once. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's it's that different lens in a lot of ways. What y'all do that with the families out there is beautiful, man. A lot of ways you you provide that for the families that come out to Legacy. But, I mean, I guess this trip in a lot of ways probably gave you the opportunity to look through the same kind of yeah. lens in some ways. But, you know, we touched on it a little bit. We touched on, you know, how how we separate work from life and we overindulge. And, you know, it's just a personality type where you – and it's, it's, it's just as easy to overindulge and overserve as it is to overwork and over – you know, you don't think of it, but – you know, you're, you're working on these families and you're, you're pouring into them, but who are you not pouring into while you're pouring into them? Sure. Your own family. So you have to make time. And we had a good talk with, with someone that me and John really confide in. His name's John Arroyo. He's another man who's got a book written and another incredible story. Um, but we had a good talk with him. And he, you know, that's, uh, that's something that me and John really struggle with as individuals. We have families, you know, and we, we're so dedicated to serving that we forget about our families oftentimes. And not knowingly, John Arroyo poured that out to us in a neutral setting, you know, just more of God's stuff. But, absolutely, you know, so you get lost in that. So stuff like this has to happen. Like you cannot lose sight 
that you're still a father, you're still a husband, you're still all those things, a friend, a brother, whatever, you know, and it's just moderation, moderation. Well, and it's like me and you talked about earlier on the trails, just with people of our personality to become one track mind, all in on one thing, obsessive even at times. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. you, you quickly put all the eggs in one basket yep. somewhere and you got to you got to find the balance again. And, right. and it can be healthy and unhealthy in the same way, you know, just like running. You know, if you spend all your time running, yeah, you're getting healthy, but you're neglecting something. I mean, absolutely, it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, so from Idaho, we went to uh, Oregon, man. I was uh, – so John, he's from – John kind of really helped me coordinate this trip because they've done a lot of traveling. Um, and he's from Washington, so he definitely pointed out a lot of places for us to go. But we spent some time in uh, Oregon – um, the trees there are just phenomenal. Like, you just, it's different. You know, this is beautiful, right? But sure. like, when you see a 100, 200-year-old tree that's just majestically standing there, it just hits differently, you know? It hits differently when nobody else is around, too, you know? It just, I was able to appreciate things on that level because that doesn't happen. You know, again, we're in a fast-paced world. You know, we just ran through some beautiful stuff, and we didn't even honestly soak none of it in i mean that wasn't our purpose but you know we just we, we get lost in that sense absolutely no i know exactly what you mean and you know a cool part about this too is i got to uh i got to spend my 30th birthday just us three you know and i'm never i'm not a big birthday guy you know i just i it just it's just for me it's just another day i think that's just a man thing i don't know i don't, I don't i'm know. same way i know but what you mean. it was it was you know that cup of coffee she made for me that morning hit different. You know, it was just, it was, it was, it was really nice. Um, and we, we, we really, we really, I think by this point in Oregon, we had really strayed from our original plan and we were, we decided to be more fluid and we really had a whole lot more fun after that. Sat, found some pretty secluded places. Um, it was just super fun. This is, this is one of, this is a pretty big picture for me. So, since I'm wearing my sticks and stones shirt. Yeah, aligns pretty well there. I yeah, see a lot of resemblance. Yeah, so, you know, just I, we saw stuff like that all the time, you know, and it just it's just more affirmations, you know, regardless of the current struggle or whatever. I think this time we were struggling. It was rainy due to Oregon. It's five days. It rained three times a day and it didn't get over 50. <laughs> Miserable. But we were in nature, man. That's just, it's unforgiving. That's what you get. You know, it's, that's what I told June. I said, this is what we get for wanting to do this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to figure out how to have fun. Absolutely. So, then, yeah. so we, we figured out how to, you know, I wrote a pretty big excerpt there. I'll probably share that with you. But um, just what that day, what that looked like, knowing you're, we're, we're 1,500 miles from home. We're just in a bad spot emotionally. I think Carson had started talking about wanting to go back home, started to talk about Briggs and Brindley, which is John and Amy's kids. And, you know, that was hard to deal with. And it just, there was just a lot going on, you know, and then the weather, you know, I, I wouldn't never want to live there. It's beautiful, but duh. Yeah. So we did tattoos. We did tattoos in the tent for four hours. Like it was cool, man. That's cool. So, uh, we, 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 we tried to spend Friday through Saturday out of service. So, we spent three days in Oregon like that, and then uh, went to another place in Oregon. June got to fish a little bit, and you know, just capturing smiles like that—it's just that, yeah, that's yeah, it's, things it's you such can't a replace, real, man. Real smile, you know. Um, 
That's phenomenal. We so we went and saw Crater Lake. Crater Lake was a pretty cool place. Um, from Crater Lake, we shot all the way over to the coast. One of the big things John wanted us to do was uh, go up 101. So it's a mm. big thing to travel from the coast or all the way down San Diego up the coast. And there's a road that goes all the way up all three of those states. I think my wife and her her mom they took a girls trip out there. Oh and they wow! Did that. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's huge fans of it. So we only saw three quarters of Oregon up to Washington. That's all we saw. So we're going to go back and do the bottom half, but diesel was $7 in freaking <laughs> California. It makes things a little tough. Yeah. Oh, dude. That was, that was another one of those things. We were paying 490 here in Texas, and I paid 686 at one point. That's $2 more, man. I mean. It, yeah, it is. It's so uh, so we, we checked out the coast. The coast was incredible, man. I mean, here in Texas, we we got the Gulf, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's cool, you know. It's it's but, fun. But when you see the Pacific and the Atlantic, you're like, eh. You're in another another league out there. Yeah, dude. I'll have to show you some beautiful pictures. But this is just on the beach. Um, man, that is. Saw some sea lion caves. That was a cool place. Just 250 sea lions just out in their natural habitat. It was just awesome. Yeah, things you don't you don't yeah, see, right? No, yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, but. I just, you know, the main thing with talking about this, you know, we went over to Washington, we went over to Montana, Idaho. Uh, we caught up with a buddy who does a lot of work with Legacy. He's, uh, I guess, a snowbird, if you will. Um, he does fly fishing up there in the summertime. He's working on getting a, uh, to be a, or a guide. Oh, and nice. then he comes down and he sings around the campfire with guys, and it's super cool. Zach Nightomp, he's an awesome, awesome friend of ours. Brother, he's a brother. Um, but he took us out fly fishing. Um, and honestly, I think, I think there was a big shift there for me. Um, seeing somebody that I've served with in a capacity, because he came down for the event in April 2nd. April 2nd. April 2nd. Um, and he, it was just cool. I hadn't really been around him in that fashion you know and it was cool to see him serve so then it was cool to go see him in his element in his profession and then it was really cool to see him say hey how can we get some guys up here you know so it really from that point forward man my wheels really got spinning like i'm doing this for a reason i'm struggling i'm learning i'm growing i'm healing we're bonding as a unit we're doing all these things you know that essentially legacy is doing in their you know what would you stationary place mm -hmm. um so that really got my wheels turning on how i could replicate that into maybe a 14-day trip or something like that take some guys struggle a little bit you know because we went we went in a tent we slept in the bed of the truck and we saw temperatures as cold as 32 you know <laughs> and we're coming from texas where it's 95 yeah yes yeah, well, actually at the exactly. time i think it was only 80 but um still the yeah yo dude it was just insane yeah they, they, there was there was not enough time to get acclimated so i yeah. wear thermals pretty much the whole time uh, yep i would have been the same <laughs> you know but it just really because you know if there's one thing i've realized in my life is i'm i mean we're all meant to struggle but i'm meant to reciprocate that to somebody else i i just know that's that's my purpose my per I'm, I'm good at it I connect with people easy. Um, I can, uh, I'm losing the word here, but I can relate. I can relate to you. I can, and that's, that's my job. That's, that's my job on this earth is to just 
whatever my struggle is, whatever I've learned, whatever help with that, you know, use that knowledge that I gained from that to teach somebody else, man. And that's invaluable, you know, to be able to maybe save somebody a little bit of heartache. You know, you're not going to save everybody their own heartache because there's free will. There's, you know, if I had to listen to my mom and dad for half the things, you know, we all say that. But, you know, it's just that that's that's what really shifted my my mindset and and really figuring out what I could learn from this trip and how I can benefit somebody else. And, you know, that's the biggest reason I wanted to talk about it, because, you know, when you think of when you think of nature and you think of camping and you think of we really take it for granted and it's healing properties like we really we just take it for granted, man. Like we go we out on a three day, three day camping trip. We pack the cooler full when the cooler's full, we go home. We don't, we don't sit in it. We don't soak in it. We don't, and that's necessary. That's necessary for me to connect with our creator more. And, and you don't have to, you don't have to distract yourself with other things. You don't have to use alcohol. You don't yeah, have to use it's drugs. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. The needs, the need for that's gone whenever yep. you actually make the true connection. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And man, that's awesome. It sounds, it sounds like everything that you have in your life, y'all have geared towards following that passion that you have for helping people to, to show people that struggle and how to get through it and how to help people genuinely and it it's really really cool to see and hear your story and how everything from the trip to the ultra running you've done to this phenomenal thing that y'all y'all are a part of with legacy farmstead that everything in your life has a purpose and a direction and that's super inspiring yes sir it's super inspiring to me right as somebody that's looking for that in life that's that's, and and you know and true, I mean, there's so many things that keep me going, but truthfully, that's it right there is to be able to do that, you know, and then, and then the reward is when you finish it, knowing that I played a small role in whether I told you, whether I gave you the proper technique to run in the sand, I played a small role in helping you finish that. And it, and, and that's, that's it. That's it. You know, that's what it's about, you know, and Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you start looking at life like that and you just, you really, you really dive into love thy neighbor, you know, and you just take anybody in, you know, obviously there's some sort of boundary, you know, but you know, there's, when you love thy neighbor and and you see something in somebody, you just, you got to do what you're supposed to do. That is what we are supposed to do. There's nothing else other than that, but. And I I could not agree more. And man, I know we've been talking for a while. I want to, I want to kind of, this isn't going to be the last conversation no, we no, have, obviously. So no. I want to ease this in the in the direction of trying to find a closing point. Okay. But I do have a couple of questions that I ask everyone at the end of the podcast mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that I get in with you. Okay. So we are the Next in Line podcast. Yes, Our motto is preparing you for whatever's next in line. So what is next in line for Corey Mitchell? Mm. That's a tough question. There's a lot to unpack with that, yeah, obviously. No. But, but um, just... What is next in line for Corey Mitchell? More service, man. Bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm. I'm. I was born for this. I was listening to a song on the way in. I'm born for this. You know, I. I. I was built to work hard and help people, man. There's just, just the way it is. And and I. I fully embody that. I fully live that. And again, I haven't always lived that, but I fully embody that now. And that's, again, that's a beautiful part of, of your, how you transcend your past. Absolutely. Man, that's, 
that's cool to hear. I know you're going to do some some really cool and awesome things from that. You've already done it in the in the short time that you've changed your perspective yep. and geared towards yep. that, like we talked about. And I'm very excited to see where this journey takes you. And man, the last the last question that I will ask you before this is all said and done is before you started on this journey, like we just talked about uh, a couple of years ago, whenever you had a different mindset and a different perspective, what is something that you wish somebody told you that would have helped you along your development journey? Just some sort of advice or maybe maybe some way to, to change the perspective on something. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. And I wish they just would, because I'm, I'm high speed, dude. I'm not wired to slow down. And sometimes it's just not your time yet, dude. You just, you have a role at a specific time for a specific reason. And you won't know that until later. So you just have to know that the process is going to work itself out. It always will. It always will. And I'll prove it to you. I'll tell you every single time where the odds were stacked against me and they come out and it wasn't me. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, I, I, I just wish, I just wish somebody told me to slow down and enjoy it a little bit. And I, and I, I know people did. I know. I, I just not a good advice heater. Yeah. Here I am trying to give it, you know, that I, I grow through this too. I, you know, when I, I, I heard something from John Arroyo yesterday and I've heard it before, but you know, it, it when you look at people, when you look at somebody with, you look up to somebody and they tell you whenever they're talking to you and they're giving you advice and they tell you in the same sentence that they're talking to themselves at the same time, you know, they, you realize that they're still growing and they're growing through talking about their story. So every chance I get, I talk about it because I grow through talking about it because I'm consistently saying the same thing. So now I have to act the way I'm talking. And, 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 and I don't want to be a phony, dude. I, that's the last thing I want to be known for is a phony. I want to be known for, for, for what I do, you know, and that's, and I live it, you know, and I, and I do my damnedest to live it. And I'm not perfect, we're flesh, but you know, I, I, I try hard. Man, I'd, I think that's evident to anybody that listens to this this episode and anybody that that's around you and and sees what you do on a daily basis and on a on a macro and micro level in everything that you engage in man and I know that advice slowing down that's something I yeah. needed to hear No that's why I said it if, because I know you need to hear it If 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 nobody else gets anything from the podcast you just poured into me something Good. that that's going to benefit me and brother I I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me I appreciate you taking the time to come run 10 miles yeah, in, the, in the middle of summer with me. Next time we're doing 27. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. I am all here for it. Yeah. But, brother, this won't be the last time. Thank you so much. Yes, and, man, thank we're going to get together. Me. You know, most importantly, thank you for giving me a platform to tell my story because not all the time do we get that chance, man. Absolutely. And, and just takes one, man, just impacting one at a time. That's that's all it is, man. It just takes one. Well, brother, we will link up again yes, very soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So there you have it, guys. There's a powerful conversation with the one and only Corey Mitchell. I'm super, super excited. We joked about running 27 miles together, but it looks like we'll be running 100 here very soon in less than a week, in fact, out at the Habanero 100 in Cat Spring, Texas. Um, like we talked about, Legacy Farmstead, they have a fundraising event out there that they are doing. Uh, you can pledge a certain dollar amount 
to the miles that Corey is able to finish out there on the course is on a per mile basis. So you could say, I want to do a dollar. I want to do 50 cents per mile, whatever it is. I'm sure they appreciate the love. I myself am going to do a dollar per mile out there. Um, we're going to definitely push him to get this thing done and complete get his redemption from last year as well but guys if you want to keep up with the live tracking of that race as well we'll be keeping that on our facebook and instagram page that's at next in line development on both of those pages you can keep up with us there tell your friends it's going to be a really really fun thing we'll do some q a and all that good stuff as you watch me uh, in misery around the uh the 100 miles of that course guys along with that I hope that everyone is having an awesome start to their week. I hope you're getting your Monday started off on the right foot with us here and moving it in the right direction. But guys, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're staying cool. If you ever need anything, reach out on social media. That's at Next in Line Development, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be glad to answer any DMs there. But guys, make sure that you are always prepared for whatever is next in line. <laughs>